This is episode 64 of season 3 of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, Kate will be sharing her recap of the Run Sunset Beach Half Marathon. Hi, I'm Sue. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this is season three of Runner Girls. Three women brought together by a love of running who are training to run a 5K in 30 minutes or less. And one woman who would be happy if she'd never ran another 5K for the rest of the summer. Oh, it's just, it's getting harder and harder to run those races and pushing, and probably because I'm, you know, doing them every weekend, but pushing that hard every weekend, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) I mean, I have some other 5Ks that I plan to run, but I'm going to take them easy. Like, next week I have one that I'm doing with my friend Michelle, and I told her, you know, I just pace her to finish under, I think she wants to do like under 36 minutes, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I could do that. I'll run it with you. But yeah, I decided that I'm just going to concentrate on long, slow, easy runs for the rest of the summer and then start racing 5Ks again in the fall when I'll be super fast. <laughs> there you go. That's a good plan. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's definitely getting warmer here. It was nice today. It was like 75 degrees and got to get some swimming in and running, more running in the heat. I, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I thought we were gonna get these these storms that Katie was telling us about, but we only got a little bit of rain here this week, so it wasn't wasn't too bad. How's it been down there, Katie? It has been hot down here. Yeah. As soon as Anna made it or Anna, however it was they were saying it, came on shore, it pretty much fell apart. So you're welcome, Sue. <laughs> um, <laughs> we uh, we made it through that at the beginning part of the week, and then it was just beautiful the rest of the week. Sunny, gorgeous, just nice, hot, and humid. Today it was about 88 degrees. So wow. yeah, we've skipped spring and moved right into summer. Wow. Well, that's nice, though. I mean, I, I mean, I like the warmness. I, it's been a long cold winter for me, so I'm still not too sick of the the warm weather weather yet. But I haven't had it like you've had it, Katie. Well, are you are you enjoying the eighty eight degrees? I am. I was going to say, don't get me wrong. I would much rather be too hot than too cold. I hate being cold, so I'm okay with the heat. Just you know, make some things that we like to do, like running, a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah. And what about you, Megan? How are things down in Florida? They are very warm and very wet here in Florida. It starts around 6 o'clock every night, raining. Okay. So that's made running pretty difficult because it's not just rain. It's like thunderstorms with lightning rain. Right, yeah. And um, that's been lovely. (laughs) Because... Well, this past week were um, the county championships for the boys, the middle school flag football. And Monday night was our first game of the playoffs, and we got rained out. Oh. And, like, I went home soaking wet. Like, it looked like somebody pushed me into a pool. Oh. Yeah, waiting to watch the boys play. And they only ended up with one quarter left to play, but... And then Tuesday night was supposed to be their makeup night, and go out there and wait and it's just lightning 
and storming around, so we can't play in lightning. Wednesday night, it didn't, the boys got to play, but it rained near me. Eventually, I was able to, no, get outside. Thursday rained. Tonight, it's already rained. Friday night, it rained. So it's been a really rainy week here. It's like a black cloud just settled over you. Yeah, and I don't know, um, summer's like that a lot in Florida, so I don't know if we're just getting it really early, because it's been so warm, Mm -hmm. much warmer than it is for usually this time in May. Hmm. Like, we skipped full-on spring and went straight to summer, too. Wow. So I'm just not sure if that's what's causing it. Well, is it at least cooling things off? No. It makes no it silver lining. No, it makes it humid, and you go outside, and you ask yourself, "Why do I live in a place where I can't breathe when I step outside?" And how many days until you don't live there anymore? Twenty-seven. <laughs> All right, and how many days left of school? Fourteen. Awesome. Yes, and then if you count the day, I'm not going to be there. Only thirteen. Nice. So it's really exciting. (laughs) And how are things going with getting things situated in North Carolina? Um, There are lots of opportunities to find houses. Okay. Now, if we could get one that actually sticks would be lovely. Mm -hmm. I applied for one a week ago Thursday. That was really nice. I think I told you guys about it. Yeah. Well, Monday they took it off the market because the tenant wasn't actually leaving the house. Oh. Whoa. Why did they put it on the market then? Really good question. Why did they accept my application fee that they refused a refund? Wow. They're like, well, you can just apply for one of our other houses. And my response was, if I wanted to apply to one of your other houses, I would have already. Mm-hmm. But they're like, well, it's our policy. Are those tenants staying too? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even call them. Marshall called them for me. I'm like, you just call them because I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) say. And I take it one time he was not the nicest (laughs) to them, understandably. And then the next time he was much nicer and was just like, well, your policy sucks. (laughs) The first time he called them thieves. So I'm (laughs) guessing saying their policy needs to change is much better. A way to sweet talk your future landlord. Yeah, well, it was like a realty company, and so he wasn't really... (laughs) He's like, this is a house... Because the houses they have were not anywhere near the range of the house we got. They were all over $100 more a month in rent. Right. Up to $400 more a month in rent. Wow. It's like, no, that doesn't... It's not just like, well, we have all these realty properties no they have seven or something ridiculous and one of them is a family dollar what like a store yeah exactly (laughs) one commercial and six regular properties and they're all you know either really really low priced not very nice apartments or it might be fun to live in a family dollar (laughs) can make some money on the dollars a month no (laughs) Well, you'd have to sell a lot, a lot of cheap crap to be able to mm-hmm. afford that. Yes. So, luckily, there's stuff that keeps popping up 
and we keep finding stuff. So it there's still time. Yeah. 27 days. Plenty of time. Yes. And that's actually, I guess, uh, most tenants are only required to give 30 days notice mm-hmm. that they're leaving. So a lot of people are just now saying they're moving out for the middle of June. Wow. All right. We'll, ho- we'll hope that something good comes along. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to wind up living on the streets. Everything's going to be fine. No, I always have my dad's house, too, that I yeah. can stay at. So that's not, um, it's not the worst thing. It's not like if I move, I'm going to be moving to live on the streets. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, keep us updated. (laughs) I will. Are you ladies ready to move along to our running? Yes. Yes. All right. All right. I will start with, um, my training. Um, I did a lot of stuff this week a lot of running I ran two and a half miles on Monday on Tuesday I ran a mile and a half after my swim Wednesday I did about four miles half of which was with my friend Michelle and the other half was just running back home Thursday I just did one mile kind of fast and felt really good Friday I did three miles after my swim um, starting to uh, feel better running after swimming now. At first I was sluggish, but, um, but Friday's run was really good. Saturday, I actually wasn't planning on running at all because, you know, I talked about how my piriformis had been acting up and now it's, um, it's, it's, it's better. Like I haven't had any problems with my piriformis anymore, but as of Friday, I started having trouble on the other side. (laughs) So, Um, so Saturday I decided not to run in the afternoon. I foam rolled the crap out of it and then, um, got in bed like, uh, I don't know, probably like six o'clock at night. That shows you how early I get in bed for the night. But then after a few glasses of wine, I realized my leg wasn't bothering me anymore (laughs) (laughs) because I had foam rolled the crap out of it and it felt good and I felt relaxed. Or because you drank a few glasses of wine? Well... (laughs) like two and a half okay um, all right. so I was like you know what I've, I'm feeling good <laughs> I think I'll try uh just a mile I really didn't want to not run that day because I had been running every day that week and I I also made the decision that day that I wasn't going to continue any sort of running streak that it would be better for me with my long-term running goals to not pursue a streak but at the same time, I still couldn't go to bed without having run. So I did go out and do a run, and it was glorious. Maybe it was the wine. Maybe it was the foam rolling. <laughs> but it just felt wonderful. And it was so good. Like, I came back to the house, and I was, like, dancing to my with my headphones on as I'm coming into the house. And my kids are yelling at me because I was embarrassing. Embarrassing them in front of nobody, mind you. But right. embarrassing <laughs> them that I was dancing around my house to Uptown Funk. So, um... So that was Friday, and then um, Saturday, no, that was Saturday, Um, and then today uh, I had a 5K race. I did the 
Spirit of Recovery 5K, which is part of the Dover Race series. This is not one that I've done before. I looked at the elevation online, and it didn't look bad at all. And then I talked to my friend Michelle about it. It was the first 5K that she'd ever run, and she said that it was hilly. And I was thinking, well, is it hilly because she'd never run a 5K before, or is it hilly because it's hilly? So um, I went out and I drove the course yesterday, and... It is. It's like the first half of the race is mostly downhill, and then the second half, it's an out and back. So the second half is all coming back uphill as I dump water all over my laptop. Oh my god. So, um, as I was saying before I dumped water all over my laptop and delayed the podcast for a couple days, um, I had checked out the race course of the 5K, and it was um, going to be hilly. And that, like, the second half was all uphill. So I knew, I knew that going in, and it was also going to be warm. It was going to be, I think, upper 70s, low 80s that day. So um, Anna decided that she wanted to run this one. So she and I went down that morning. We did a short warm-up run, less than a mile. I usually like to do a mile before the race just to make sure I'm ready to run fast, but Anna was already getting pretty warm, so we we cut it short, and we started the race at 10 o'clock, which is really late for for a summer race, and it was already... That's crazy. Yeah, it was already warm. So Anna was perfectly fine with running it at her own pace and letting me go on ahead. We kind of talked about that beforehand, because she had her own ideas in mind of what she wanted to do. So I took off and I tried to pace myself with the first half being downhill but um, probably ran it too fast because I always run too fast and it was downhill and then the second half of the race obviously I was getting a lot warmer and getting uphill so I was just trying to maintain so I was still trying to keep it around um, 10 minute miles because I was you know obviously trying to get under 32, which I which I have been running, but you know the heat and the hills <laughs> combined, I think took me down. Um, closing in on the finish around 31, 32 minutes, and I could see just ahead of me there were two guys, and they were um, probably about a hundred. I want to say like a hundred yards ahead of me, but I could tell they were running fairly slowly. And at this point, I, I decided, well, let's see if I still have a kick left. <laughs> so I decided I was going to outkick them at the finish line, and I did, and it was awesome for me, probably not for them, but people were cheering me on, so that was exciting, and I finished in 32.26, so slower than my last two 5Ks, which um, the last one was hot, and the one before that was hilly, and this one was both hot and hilly, so <laughs> I, I figure at least I'm consistent, I'm still right around the 32 mark, so um, so that was my 5k race, Anna finished a few minutes after me, she uh, told me that she got a um, side cramp, so she had to do a little bit of walking, but she was fine with it, she ate like three pieces of pizza after the race, which she's not a big eater, so she was clearly very hungry, and I made sure that she hydrated, but it was good. It was a full-out effort in the heat, and um, I feel like I don't want to race that hard anymore <laughs> during the summer. Like I want to just take it easy during the summer and then use the heat 
and the distance that I put in over the summer to make me faster for the fall. So I don't anticipate going sub 30 this summer, but you never know. So that was my 5k and um, I think that put me about 17 miles for the week which is pretty decent considering the week before I was like 14 so um, I'm just trying to keep it as far as this week goes keep it around that amount probably somewhere between 17 and 20 I don't want to push it too much but um, I am planning to do a little bit of a longer run this week with my friend Amy so yeah I've actually also been running every day since the Mother's Day race since um, last Sunday, so the, today is my 10th day of running in a row, which I actually had decided not to pursue a running streak, but <laughs> yeah. then um, couldn't make myself stick to that. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it, and I'm feeling good. I'm starting to feel a little bit of um, shin splints again, which is typical every time I increase my mileage, so I'll, I'll probably be taking it really easy this week, and if it if the shin pain gets noticeably worse, I will absolutely take rest days because now I'm starting to think about maybe possibly doing a fall marathon. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I've been toying with the idea. I've been going back and forth on it and um, I really want to run Bay State and I really, I don't know, because I, I was thinking originally I'll do um, a half marathon or two or three. But then when I decided I couldn't, like, commit to a training plan, all of the plans that I was looking at weren't very many miles. And so I was like, well, that doesn't seem like that's adequate. And so I was like, well, I'll just do Hanson's again because that worked for me last year. I did awesome at Run the Border. And then I decided, well, if I'm just going to run Hanson's again, I might as well do the full marathon. (laughs) So that's the decision that I'm trying to make now. And it's really going to just come down to how fit I feel in the next couple of weeks. Because if I do decide to commit to a fall marathon, training will start in June. So depending on how the next couple of weeks go, injury-wise and, um, you know, with my shins and whatnot. But yeah, if if I'm feeling good, I'm going to go for it because I really, really want to. I'm not sure about how training during the summer was going to go, but we'll see. So that was my week. Megan, how has your training been going? Uh, You are getting close to starting training for your half marathon, right? Yes, I am. It'll be um, towards the middle of June. Okay. And I got two more runs in this past week, which I was really happy with because it rained almost every day. So you were out running in the rain? No. (laughs) Uh, No. I ran on the two days it didn't rain. Oh, okay. (laughs) Which is good, because it's um, our rain, I think I mentioned earlier in the show, it's been thunderstorming and lightning. It's not just like a light spring rain. Wow. Nope, yeah. it's monsoony, thunderstorm, lightning, don't go out, you'll die. <laughs> that's an exaggeration, but that's the way it feels. Right, yeah, like cataclysmic or something. <laughs> yes. You know, dark skies, <laughs> thunderclouds all around, lightning. Sure. Um, I did, they were both just over a mile. I planned to do three at one point and I um, posted about it on Instagram and then it got really dark really quickly. I was like, I didn't expect it to get dark that quickly and my, the puck I was running at actually closes at dark and so I couldn't run any longer. But the mile I got in was 
I did like a mile and a quarter and my mile was in like 930 something I want to say <laughs> awesome like ridiculously fast I was like okay that's cool how did it feel like did it feel like you were pushing or did it feel um easy not easy but it didn't also feel like I was going to die at the end right so it was like you know you haven't been running so you're feeling like it's a kind of a tough run but yes and my calves are still really tight at the beginning of my runs, which I know is partly because I haven't been running. Right. That'll help with time. I also think doing like an easy jog before your run or um, warming up for a little bit, walking or whatever, um, yeah. would help with that. I need to get better at that because I know that's one of the things that I just don't do. Yeah. And my other run, I want to say, was on Sunday after the podcast again, and that was just with Luna about a mile fun easy I like running with her because she makes it fun lately nice yeah she's fast but she doesn't let me go too fast and I like when I actually get to drag her along because it's a good feeling (laughs) you know when I run in front of her for once I'm like oh hey this is cool do you do you sometimes feel like you're in competition with her Yes. Yeah, I do. It's like, okay, she's going ahead of me. I got to I gotta get faster. I have to catch up to the dog. <laughs> Even though she's on a leash that's all of, I don't know, three feet long. It's still mm-hmm. like, I have to catch up to her. And then when I'm running ahead of her consistently, I'm like, ooh, I'm running faster than the dog. Cool. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's great that you were able to get out for two runs. What are your plans for this week? Actually, to get all my runs in this week, that's a plan. Okay. Which would still only be 11 miles. So it's not um, huge, like a large amount of miles, which would put me running tonight after the podcast two miles, Mm -hmm. two miles tomorrow, Mm -hmm. one mile on Thursday, and one mile on Saturday, and five miles on Sunday. But what I might do for the weekend runs is instead of doing a one-mile run on Saturday and a five-mile run on Sunday, I might try to break that up so it's more even, like three and three, Yeah. to still get used to running the consistently on those days. Yeah. But there's really, it doesn't make much logical sense for me to one run one mile one day, but five the next day. Right. And this is your base building plan that you're... Yeah, it's not even for the actual marathon plan because actual... Marathon plan doesn't start, or half plan doesn't start until June 22nd. Right. So I've got over a month. Nice. Yes. And how are you feeling right now about that? Running the half? I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. Getting out there and training? I'm actually excited too because I've been thinking I haven't actually trained for a half. (laughs) Well... If was that the end of the I, sentence, or were you adding more on Well, that? I'm trying to think, well, <laughs> yes, and even more yes. I haven't even done my training for a half since Superhero Half, which was over a year ago now. We yeah. just hit the one year. And even then, I don't think I did a very good do- job training for that one especially. So we might be looking earlier than that for the race I ran the November before that. Mm. So we're looking at easily over a year and a half before I, since I've actually trained for any kind of real running. Yeah. So I'm due for actually training it 
for a distance because I haven't run a half marathon since superhero half. So I'm definitely ready to get back out there and actually be running again. You know, superhero half marathon was actually the last um, half that I trained for and ran too. I don't know if that helps you feel better. No, because you were actually injured. Well, yeah. Okay. You had a reason. I had laziness. <laughs> but, but what I mean is, what I mean to say is that we're all now doing it. <laughs> yes. yes. So, um, so great job this week on getting those runs in. So, Katie, this week you, or this past week, we're a little messed up now because of, um, you know, me knocking my water over on the laptop. <laughs> But um, this past week, you were tapering for your most recent half marathon, which was Run Sunset Beach. How did that last week of running go? Um, okay. It was a busy week. It's a busy time of year, of course. I know I kind of sound like a broken record over the course of the past few shows saying that, but I had wanted to get in the two runs uh, before the half marathon only ended up getting one in I did just a 5k slow 5k at market common felt good though the legs felt good the breathing felt good it was hot out but I wasn't getting that tightness that I had experienced on a couple of my runs so I ran it at right around a 13 minute pace Mm -hmm. and um felt good unfortunately that was the only run I got done and I did that I think on Tuesday of last week but just different things with work came up and I had a couple of long days at work and then I was tired and then it was trying to plan toward the end of the week and what time I needed to get up. So, you know, life happens and (laughs) only one run happened, but I I felt good going into it. I felt like I would be prepared for the race itself. And this is your third half marathon in the short number of weeks that we've been back recording. So, um, so what were your goals going into this one? I had the goal of going sub three again, of course, that's, that's like the all elusive goal for me. And I've broken it the one time at the Kentucky Derby mini marathon last year, gotten very close several other times, like three Oh one, uh, three and change. Those are the best. Let me tell you. Um, (laughs) it was so really, really close kind of skirting the edge there. Uh, but that was what I had hoped to accomplish and going into it with it being my third half marathon I felt like my fitness would be there the weather looked like it was going to cooperate so that was that was really the one goal that I had to finish in under three hours awesome and so I assume you felt ready for it I did I felt really good like I said the legs felt good I wasn't experiencing any any of that tightness that I had had and really for several of the races I had not races, several of my runs, I hadn't felt any of that tightness really going on. Like I said, the breathing felt good. Um, The only thing that kind of is always an adjustment is getting back into the heat and humidity. Yeah. And that has come roaring back over these past (laughs) few weeks. So that's been the adjustment. But thankfully, it doesn't look like my average pace or time has really struggled that much because of it. Yeah. So I felt good going into it. I hear you. You know, running these five Ks, I'm experiencing the same thing. Like Mm -hmm. the heat just, and for me, it's only like seventy degrees. You know, so it's. I mean, for you, probably that would be an easy run, but um, for me, it's it's such an adjustment where, you know, I went from 
racing in 55 degrees to the following week it's 15 degrees warmer it's an adjustment to the body so I've been doing a lot of thinking about like all right yeah how do I um, acclimate to the heat and so I've started just making myself hotter than I need to be on a daily basis not went during my runs sometimes but um, just in daily life like not having the AC on in the car and leaving my sweatshirt on warm days <laughs> like just stupid <laughs> things this is my devotion <laughs> to running <laughs> that I'm just like I don't want to suffer during my races so I'm going to make small adjustments in my daily life wherever I can so I'm hoping that helps <laughs> and there we way. go yeah so um are you ready to move along to your recap of Run Sunset Beach? Absolutely. All right. Now we are getting into our weekly topic, which is Katie's recap of Run Sunset Beach. And Katie, is this part of a half marathon series that you're doing? It is. This is part of the series of three half marathons put on by Coastal Race Productions that I mentioned a few shows back. Um, By registering, of course, for the three at the one time, you get a good deal. And they offered a really good discount through my local running club. They gave us a discount code that we could use. So got to register for three half marathons on the cheap, which makes it even better. Nice. Yes. All right. So how did it go? Well, um, we'll get there. (laughs) Uh, I'll just start from the beginning. Of course, they offered packet pickup the night before. And one of the things that I found really unique about this race is not only did they offer packet pickup and the pre-race dinner, but it was all for free. Um, The dinner and everything was free when you went to pick up your packet the night prior to the race. Now, unfortunately, I didn't participate in that because it was about 45 minutes, almost an hour away from my house. And since they did give us the option of just picking up our bib and our shirt and the goodie bag and all that stuff the morning of, I just thought I'd save myself the trip and get it then, the morning of the race. But I thought it was really nice that they did offer a free meal to all the participants of the half marathon and 5k by the way because they also did a 5k and um if you wanted to bring a friend then it was only like five dollars and it was chicken parmesan and all kinds of stuff it Mm -hmm. didn't sound really like they were skimping on any part of the meal so i thought that was really nice and, and made me feel good about the preparation sponsors organization of the race going into it because this is only the second year that they've had run sunset beach as a half marathon and part of this series so um was looking forward to it the morning of the race i um had my alarm set really early of course i tried to go to bed at a decent time the night before, had laid out all my clothes and my gear, and I had used the stick to try to prevent any kind of muscle tightness going into it the night before. Um, My alarm went off about 4.30 because the race started at 7 on the dot, and I wanted to allot myself at least an hour of travel time just to make sure that I didn't run into any issues. Traffic during the summer at the beach. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I'm sure it's I, like this everywhere. I it's live on crazy. the coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? It's crazy. You have to deal with it. And especially here in Myrtle Beach, we don't have any kind of interstate. So there's only really two main ways in and two main ways out. And if you have to take one of those, chances are you're going to get stuck in traffic. 
So I wanted to make sure that I had plenty of time. And for once in my life, timing did not seem to be an issue for me (laughs) getting to the race that morning. So um, I got in the car. I was all dressed. I was wearing my half fanatic shirt for the first time. So I was really excited about that. I know. I was like, yay. And I had found a pair of running shorts, actually Brooks running shorts at TJ Maxx. So they were like 12 bucks. Nice. That matched perfectly to go with my hot pink shoes. So (laughs) I'm, I'm just feeling good, feeling ready, really looking forward to everything. Had my coffee and my oatmeal before I left the house. Took care of everything before I left the house. <laughs> so I'm doing good, right? I'm doing good. I'm feeling like I'm making good progress in my life. Yeah. And um, the drive is really beautiful because, of course, I left the house before it was light out. But as I'm driving, the sun is coming up. So it's a really, really pretty drive. It's all along the coast, just 17 straight up into North Carolina. And as I come into Sunset Beach, it's on an island, you have to go over a bridge. And as I'm crossing this massive bridge, massive being the key word there, uh, I see a sign on the side of the bridge that says, mile 11. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, oh, great. Fantastic. Oh. You're going to yeah. be running over oh. that bridge. <laughs> yeah. Two times. <laughs> oh my the God. first time going out and the second time coming back, apparently right there at the end, since it had mile 11 in the middle of the bridge. Uh, but coordination and organization of getting the cars parked and situated went really smoothly. They had plenty of volunteers out there directing everybody as to where to park. And I ended up parking right at the Sunset Beach Fishing Pier which was right at the start finish. So it was perfect. Um, Got out, got to the tent, picked up my packet, bib, shirt, got back to the car, got everything pinned on. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to get in line for the bathroom one more time. I've got plenty of time before it starts. It's like 30 minutes before the race starts. So I walk over and I'm kind of looking for the porta potties and I don't see any. And I'm like, okay, well, that's strange. I mean, it's a half marathon. Surely they have to have bathrooms around here. And finally, I see this huge line because they didn't have the regular porta potties. What they had is like the trailer bathrooms. You know what I'm talking about? Where they have like, okay. Um, The first time that I saw these actually was at the Rock and Roll Savannah. They have almost like, a mobile home trailer, but it's bathrooms and they've got men's bathrooms, women's bathrooms, and then like the family accessibility bathroom in the middle. So rather than just being open the door and it's one toilet, it's almost like it's a portable full on bathroom with the sinks and the toilets and multiple toilets in each side. So you've got like your bathroom stalls. Yeah. It's, it's a nice option, right? Because it's, a whole lot nicer than having to use the regular porta potties. You can, yeah, uh, wash your hands and maybe flush. Right, exactly. You're like, ooh, <laughs> running water. This is nice. Um, so the line is just huge because they only have one. 
they only have the one trailer of bathrooms. Now, yes, again, like I said, there's multiple toilets in both sides, the male and the female side, but they only have the one. And this race, I think, maybe exceeded its expectations as far as participation goes, because uh, last year it was really small. I think it only had about 200 participants. This year they had more than 500 participants. So I don't know if they weren't really ready for the sheer numbers, so they hadn't ordered more bathrooms to be on site that morning. The other issue is you're going to have people washing their hands, taking the time to wash and dry and whatnot, whereas in a porta potty you just, you know, grab a squirt of the hand sanitizer and out you go. Very true. That's going to take up a lot more time with a lot more people using the bathrooms. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, they had the 5K and a one-mile family fun run, too. So you've got all kinds of people out there. Like I said, the half marathon itself had more than 500 participants. And this is the only set of bathrooms that they have. So I'm waiting in line, I'm waiting in line, and I'm talking to the ladies around me, which is really nice. Don't get me wrong, but we're all like, we're never going to make it. (laughs) We're never going to get to the bathroom before the race starts. And so (laughs) with about five minutes to go, I just I concede. I give up. And I'm like, well, oh, no. I feel good. Like, I, I, I feel like I'll be fine. No big deal. Oh, no. So I get to the start line. And as we're all kind of merging, we start looking around like, well, which way are we starting? Because it says start and finish on both sides of like the big blow up timing device and and kind of tent that they have set up. And no one seems to know which direction we're going to be running in first. So we line up on one side of the line, and then they tell us to move to the other side of the line. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So that happens. And they have, like, a drone come up and take photographs and video of the whole scene. And then I noticed that they do have pacers because they have giant mylar orange star balloons tied to them with the, you know, goal time written on the balloon itself. And I'm looking around me and I see like 145, two hours. And I'm like, oh boy, I need to move back. I need to move on back. <laughs> you got to so, wonder how many people were in that area where you were who didn't even notice the balloons and oh, who yeah. were slower. Absolutely. Because when we did start, I mean, it's not like people were just blowing by me. I did move on back, but again, very accurate there, Sue, because I don't think it was the best organized start. Like I said, we lined up on the wrong side and nobody thought to tell us anything until everyone was there. Mm. So I, I move on back and I see a 2.30 and that was the last thing that I saw, but I'm pretty darn close to the back of the pack here. So I thought, well, this this will be okay, I guess. And wait for the start. I'm snapping my pictures. Everything's going well. And I'm greeting fellow half fanatics because they've got on their shirts. Nice. And let me just tell you, that's a really cool feeling. I like just being like, hey, good job. Good luck today, half fanatic. I'm on too. Whoop, whoop. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just exciting. And then you talk about how many races and all that good stuff. So start sounds. Take off running, feeling good. Like I said, the sun has just come up. The weather looked like it was going to be gorgeous that day. Temperatures were going to get pretty toasty. 
Um, but I had read all online to plan my fueling and my water and all that stuff. Um, I did know that we would have to cross the bridge, but they said that traffic on the bridge would re- be restricted to one lane and we would be running in the lane that was closed off. Right. So the runners would have plenty of room, no issues there. There would be water stops every two miles. So I, reading that, plan to not bring any water with me because why have extra if I'm just going to take it every two miles? And I've got my goose and I ate chomps on the way there. So feeling good, starting to run. And we get to mile two and I realize I am running way too fast. (laughs) How fast is way too fast? I'm feeling great, but I'm running just over 11 minute miles. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that might work for my 5K deal, but this one's a little bit of a longer race, so I need to slow it down. And I'm trying to make myself slow down. And Sue, again, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm having a Sue moment. I need to <laughs> slow my roll. I need to chill out. And, but it was hard for yeah. me for the first time really to make myself run slower because I was feeling so good. You know, I was kind of in, in sync with the people around me. And as we get to this first water stop, I'm like, I drank all that water in the car. I'm already feeling like I probably should have gone to the bathroom at the start, but that wasn't really an option. So I'm going to skip this first water stop and I'll just make sure to take them from here on out. Cool. And good decision. I decide I'm going to, you know, just keep on running till I get to that bridge and going to run up the bridge as far as I feel like I can. And then if I want to stop and walk up to the top of the bridge and then run back down, I'll do that. I was totally fine with that. So that's my plan. As I cross the 5k mark, well, actually three mile mark, I realized that now the distance is starting to be a little wonky. Like my GPS told me that I had hit three miles, probably about a quarter of a mile before we actually saw the sonage Mm -hmm. for the third mile. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't like that because I always really try to stick to the course. I think, you know, very visually about running the corners properly so that I don't put the extra distance on myself. And I thought, Ooh, that's not just like a little bit. That's, that's a quarter of a mile that we're off already. So this is not looking that good. Um, get to the bridge and the bridge is at about mile three and a half the bridge itself is just over a mile long wow that's a big bridge yeah it's huge and it's a steep incline so as we're running up again the cars are restricted to one lane but then all of a sudden start cars yeah, cars start coming from the other side in the lane we're running in. Oh, because they're stupid. So then we, as a running pack, like merge over to the other lane. And then once the star- the cars stop coming from that direction, they start coming from the other direction. But again, in the lane we're running in. So we have to get back over. And you can see like some of the cops that are directing traffic start to freak out. And one of them like gets in their car and races over the bridge. And I I don't know what was going on. I don't know if that was an accidental misdirection of a volunteer. I don't know if people in the cars took it upon themselves because they got tired and waiting. Yeah. <laughs> but it was clearly not the way it was supposed to go. 
So as the runners were looking around like, okay, well, that was a little frightening, but I'm just going to stick as close to the edge of the road here as I can and really try to dodge the cars and not fall off the bridge. That'd be great. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would be having a panic attack if I were you. Seriously. You totally would because you don't even like to drive over the bridges. No, I don't even like to stand on a bridge. That's awful. So imagine the cars like zooming by you or coming at you in the lane you're running in. That was really fantastic. Uh, so I start walking because it's a long, long incline and having done the superhero half together, you girls know how I feel about that. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Give me the super steep hill, hill, but it's like short and sweet. Yeah. Um, so this is the long drawn out incline, get to the top of the bridge. And this is where I'm like, okay, I, I'm just going to run down it and then run for as long as I can. I'll run till the next water stop because the next water stop should be at mile four. Because, again, according to the website, water stops every two miles. Right. So I take off. I'm looking at my pacing band. I'm still well above the time that I should be hitting these mile marks. So I'm feeling good. I'm doing good. Uh, Still feel like I could probably go pee, but not a big deal. So I make it to mile four, and there's no water. And at this point... The sun is full on. We're running into the sun. It is hot. It is humid. And I'm starting to feel like I could really go for some water right now because now it's been four miles and I haven't had any water. But I have no idea where the next water stop is going to come from because it should have been at mile four. Mm -hmm. And the distance is still wonky according to my GPS and the signage on the course. So I keep trucking, I keep trucking, I make it to about mile six, and this is where I'm like, okay, I need to walk because there hasn't been any more water. Finally, right before mile seven, we get to another water stop, and what I had been doing for mile six into seven was running for two minutes and then walking for one, so that way I was still, you know, keep maintaining my average pace well above where it needed to be in order to meet my time goal. And just how we had talked about running more than walking. You know, if I got to the point where I wanted to slow down, I just wanted to make sure I was running more than walking. So there was no water between um, mile two and mile seven? Yes. (gasps) Yes, Mm -hmm. there wasn't? (laughs) Yes, you are correct in saying there wasn't. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. So I took water there, and they're like the little tiny, like, paper cups they give you at the dentist to rinse your mouth out yep it's not even a full-on like cup of water so I take two (laughs) and walk really slowly through this water stop because I don't want to just chug it I'm like trying to savor the water because I don't know when the next one's gonna be now right so I get through that and up until this point like I said my pace had been really well but starting at about mile seven, it slows down to 14 and a half, 15 minute pace. And I'm trying, but it's hot. And like I said, I'm feeling like I need more water than I'd gotten. And right after I take this water, then I'm really feeling like I need to find a bathroom. That mm-hmm. would really be swell. And they had like volunteers very sparsely scattered around the course 
because you ran through lots of different areas. It's not a very big island, but you ran through lots of really different areas. The bridge, the residential areas right near the beach. Then you ran through like commercial like shops and a parking lot and then down a highway and then onto a golf course. So it was very strange and there were lots of turns. So they had people kind of stationed at each cone directing you which way you needed to turn to stay on the course. But that was it. And there wasn't, like I said, any other bathrooms. The water stops were not where they were supposed to be. So I'm just trying to do my best, keep up this walk-run deal. And when I get to mile 10, I'm like, okay, this has to happen. Like, I'm going to pee my pants. Like, I have to find a bathroom. So I just break down and I, I'm like, excuse me. I ask the lady at this water stop because there is a mile, water stop now at mile 10. And we're on the golf course. Is there any other bathrooms on this course? Do you know if there's any coming up soon? And she points to like this clubhouse behind me because the thought had crossed my mind asking some of the people walking around on the golf course, driving around on the golf course, because there's condos and stuff there too. If I could just run in and use their bathroom, (laughs) that would be great. Um, But I make it to the water stop and ask her and she points to this clubhouse and she goes, you see that big white building behind me? You can go in there and use the bathroom. Okay. Sure. Thank you. Was it a church? It was not a church. (laughs) Been there, done that, right? I marked that one off my list. This one was like the golf clubhouse where you rent the uh, golf carts and the backdrop and all that stuff. So I walk through the parking lot and it's like deserted, which is so strange because there's been a ton of people that I've seen out on the golf course playing, enjoying the beautiful day. But there's no one in this building. And of course, you have to walk up. 400 stairs that might be an exaggeration but considering this was at mile 10 it felt like 400 stairs sure. and I enter the building and like I said it's deserted it's empty there's nobody there there's like the pro shop it's all open and there's lights on but there's no human beings there's a pub and a restaurant again lit up and open no one to be found so I'm just like walking through the building like where am I right now I feel like in the twilight zone I find the bathroom, go to the bathroom, get back out of the building. And, of course, my Nike Plus is yelling in my ear, you're too slow. Yes, I know I'm too slow. I had to pee. Thank you. So, mile 10 took me about 20 minutes to complete. Oh, no. Yeah. And at this point, I can tell that mm, that three-hour mark is slowly but surely slipping out of my grasp. And as I get back onto the course and start running again, lo and behold, here comes another Mylar balloon right behind me. And where he's getting this energy to run that quickly at this point in the course, I'm not quite sure. Because his three-hour Mylar balloon was just flapping in the breeze as he passed. (laughs) And I'm like, no. It felt like a scene out of a cartoon where you just see somebody blow by you and you're reaching out in slow-mo like, oh, wait for me. But I was just zapped like I had been doing my goo but the water I think played a toll on me then having to pee for so many miles and not being able to find a bathroom and then I did and the legs were tired so I'm like you know what just just finish strong you can still finish really close to the three hour mark so just keep up your plan keep the running and the walking and you'll get there no big deal we come back to the part right before you cross over the bridge and like I said I knew it was coming up because I had seen the mile 11 signage on my way to the start 
And so I keep thinking it's got to be here somewhere. It's got to be here somewhere. But the distance at this point is almost half mile difference in my ear. And I'm like, what is happening? Where have I gone? Um, and there's a roundabout at the base of the bridge because they have it to where you can continue driving along the coast of the mainland. Or, of course, you can go over the bridge onto the barrier islands. And I need to go over the bridge back onto the island. And the traffic is insane in this roundabout. I mean, there are so many cars. I don't think there's probably ever been that many cars on Sunset Beach at the same time. So where all of these people are coming from, I'm not quite sure. And they've opened up bridge traffic now to two lanes. So there isn't one lane closed at all. And the lady was just like, well, just cross over to the other side when you feel it's safe to cross. What? (gasps) What? Excuse me? And there's a couple other runners around me. So we kind of cross in a pack because at the base of the bridge, entering the roundabout and the cars coming out of the roundabout, they're not moving that quickly because traffic is so thick. So as they're slowly coming up, you know, we kind of signaled that we wanted to cross and the lady waved us across. But going back up that steep incline, I'm walking and cars are flying by me. I mean, I'm right over on the edge of the bridge, the little painted part. And of course, you can look straight down over it. Heights don't really bother me. It's it's a beautiful view. It's actually the picture I posted on Instagram earlier, Megan. Oh, yeah. uh, but, you know, just to be up there and feel like if a car did come too close to me, I have nowhere to go. So I'm just like, okay, I'm really going to like walk the fastest I've ever walked in my life to get up to the top of this bridge. And again, I wanted to run down the bridge. So I'm doing that, get to the base of the bridge. There's another water stop. So this is now at mile like 12 and a half, almost mile 13. Take a little bit more water. And now we're weaving back through the, the blocks of houses really close to the beach, right on the beach. Because like I said, it's just your typical small, narrow barrier island that they have all along the coast of North Carolina and all the houses are beach houses you know built up on stilts so really pretty to run around and look at and you're running through this area and you make a turn at this cone and the lady says the last turn and you're almost there it's the last tenth of a mile well according to my GPS the last tenth of a mile should have been about four tenths behind me Hmm. so I really don't know how to judge the distance anymore and it was a lot more than that last turn we took about three more turns before we got to the finish and of course I sprint across the finish I feel good aside from just being hot and tired and kind of frustrated with the the water and the timing and the distance and the traffic but I finish and I get the medal and they put it around your neck you know how they always do these medals girls were huge I had seen on Facebook the pictures that they posted Uh, you know it, it claims to be the largest race series medals in the world because once you complete all three they actually connect via magnets in the back and each of them are larger than a can of coke so you've got they're like brick rectangle shape beautiful metal but it's so heavy (laughs) it back off of my neck because i'm like this hurts this is heavy and 
I start walking to get water and, you know, grab a little bit of food because, again, they did have a really nice food set up at the end of the race. They were given barbecue, slaughters, and pizza, you know, all this stuff that you would think you would eat before the race, not necessarily after. So I just wanted water. And then um, on the way back to my car, I started talking to several other half fanatics because as you're walking, they'll just be like, hey, good job, half fanatic. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I am. Thank you. You too. (laughs) And so we started discussing just some other races and things that we had accomplished. uh, And I realized I forgot to stop my app. Oh, no. Yeah. So I stop it. But when I look down, the distance was almost 13.6 miles and I was like hmm okay yep that felt a little longer uh so when I looked at the breakdown of mileage and your pace for every mile I crossed the 13 mile mark according to this GPS and we all know phones can be a little off but that seems like a lot of distance to be off if it's just the phone and the GPS thing um I crossed the 13 mile mark at 308 so if we want to keep up that same pace, then I probably cross 13.1 around 310. My official time, according to the race series and uh, the timing people that they had there, was 314. So not where I wanted to be, but it was my 10th marathon completed. And half marathon. Know. Oh, did I say marathon? <laughs> I don't mean to challenge you on that, but... Oh, no. You're fine. Please. (laughs) If this was what 13.6 miles felt like, there's no way. So, 10th half marathon completed, and I was very thankful for that. Um, Thankful that I got to talk to a lot of really cool people during the race. The race itself so much was not my favorite. Um, (laughs) Scenery was beautiful, but again, the organization and the distance and... I just felt like it wasn't quite there yet. And I try to just be, oh, it's the second year. They're get they're, you know, working all the kinks out. Later I found out that one of my friends from here at the beach, she had run the 5K. She and a bunch of her friends had decided to run the 5K. And I didn't know it until I saw her Facebook feed uh later. And then she goes, the 5K that ended up being 4.2 miles. What? Yes, so even their 5K was more than a mile too long. That is crazy. Yeah. I would be pissed. So, and and I went back and looked at the website, and it says it's a non-certified course. It's not. They're working on getting it certified. Yeah, right? (laughs) They may need to make some adjustments to the course in order to do so. And then they tried to blame especially the 5K accidents on a volunteer putting a cone down too far for the turnaround. I'm like, you're going to add a mile. Yeah, I'm like, you drove a half a mile too far for you to turn around? That seems a little excessive. So, again, not my favorite, but another one completed. Number 10 is in the books. Got a killer medal that I'm not even going to be able to hang up with the rest (laughs) of them because it might rip it off the wall. Um, But one down, two to go in this race series, and three more to go in 2015 so far. Awesome. So, okay. Couple questions. Okay. Um, The people who put on Run Sunset Beach, are they the same ones that are putting on the other races in the series? They are. And that makes me really nervous. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, 
I was just going to say you might want to look up what people said about the other races for past years just to find out if there were any um, distance discrepancies or water issues, that kind of thing, just to know ahead of time. That way you're prepared, maybe bring water with you or um, I don't know, just just so you would know going in. Absolutely. And the other two have been established much longer <laughs> than run Sunset Beach. Holden Beach and Ocean Isle Beach have been run several more years. So I think I would hope that the organization is a little better. I've been checking out the Facebook pages and I haven't seen anything or anybody write anything that, you know, would kind of back up what happened at Sunset Beach. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping it's much smoother. Uh, and two, Holden Beach is September, Ocean Isle Beach is October. So I think the weather will be cooler. It yeah. should be cooler. Yeah. If it's still 85 degrees in October, oh, Lord help me. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm hoping that this was just kind of like a fluke. Maybe they didn't have as many volunteers show up as had RSVP'd or, you know, I don't really know what the situation was, but I do know for sure that there were not water stops every two miles and the bridge was not closed one lane to traffic. Cars were flying by me. So I really, really did not like that. And Megan, Holden Beach is the one you're planning on running, right? Yes, I am. And if it goes well, I'd probably run Ocean Isle as well. Oh, is that the the October one you mentioned on the last podcast? No, but it's about two weeks before that other October one. So you're you got a few in mind. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm worried now though, but Katie and I could do it together. Yeah. At least if we're miserable, we're miserable together. That's what I was gonna say. We could we could be miserable with each other's company. Double the misery, double uh, the fun. That's right. Uh, I think yes. there's a commercial in there somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, double mint gum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, glad to hear you pulled through, okay, that you were able to find a bathroom. Honestly, Katie, I probably would have just peed myself. <laughs> like, listening to all that, I'm like, there's no way I would have waited till miles in. I would have either, like, ran off into the woods, but um, clearly you were on the ocean and, and the highway, so you didn't have woods to run off into like I do here. Um, that, that um uh, kudos to you for pulling through and staying dry (laughs) look katie i just have to say that you have the worst half marathon luck ever in the history of racing (laughs) it's because she runs so many uh yeah just by sheer numbers right i mean we can chalk it up to that no i'm hoping you know that this just kind of gets things out of the way (laughs) so far this year in the three that i've done in 2015 it's been freezing below freezing at start monsoon or (laughs) organization not the best poorly managed yes thank you that was much more poetic um so so here's onwards and upwards for the next three that i have definite and hopefully four would if we do savannah together yeah so katie How are you feeling now physically after finishing the marathon? You feeling good? I'm feeling fine today. I was really feeling fine yesterday. Um, Sunday, I'd say I was 80%. Mm -hmm. Uh, The day after, of course, I just drove back, like I said, the 45 minutes, almost an hour to get back. And 
the legs were a little stiff. Yeah. Saturday evening. Um, definitely could tell I did something Sunday. But yesterday and today, I feel good. So fingers crossed, you know, I'm staying healthy. I'm really planning on focusing not only on the shorter distances, you know, over the course of the next few months, but also really ramping up the strength training. So I think that'll help me a lot. And um, yeah, now that I'm not going to focus so much on, on distance for the next few months, I can really incorporate more of the strength training like I want to. So if I stay healthy and I stay consistent I think the fall racing season will be great awesome excited to see uh you take your training in a new direction focusing on shorter distances and adding some strength training in what are your plans for this week this week I plan on doing a short run tomorrow maybe just about two or three miles seeing how the legs feel you know the first run out after the race and then possibly doing a 5k on well Monday isn't technically this week it'd be next week but it's Memorial Day we're off Mm -hmm. work and it's one actually that I ran a couple of years ago talked about it on the podcast the Brook Green Gardens 5k they do it at evening uh, right around sunset and you run through one of the old plantations down here Brook Green Gardens and it was really pretty I just Mm -hmm. remember it being a, a beautifully flat uh, fast course keyword there flat, uh, but it was really hot. Is that so, the, is that one that's at night or is that a different one? Yeah, it's right around sunset. So right about evening is when you start. They don't do it completely in the dark because the course isn't all lit, um, but they do it right around sunset. So it's a really really pretty race, and I'd like to do it again. If I don't do that one this week, then I will definitely do another 5k on the 30th so I've got my my choice there I just don't know if I want to do it on the 24th or the 30th so kind of weighing those options and just plan on you know staying consistent through the week doing about three mile two to three miles for each run that I go out um longer if it feels good and go from there yeah should be a recovery week anyway yeah um i i don't i don't think i mentioned it in my training but i'm also planning on doing a 5k this weekend actually i think it maybe i did mention it um 5k that's the um runners alley red hook 5k in portsmouth new hampshire and this is also a flat relatively <laughs> for new england flat um 5k which i've never done before but it's very popular in this area and uh, a lot of my friends have done it in the past my friend michelle is planning on running it as her second 5k ever and i'm just kind of gonna run it with her and maybe try to pace her a little bit and um knock off another race in the seacoast race series so um So that should be good, nice and easy, because I do not plan on running hard anymore. I'm I'm throwing in the towel until the fall. I am not going to be a martyr to running in the heat. But um, but yeah, that Brook Green Gardens 5K, I would go for that one if you if you can, Katie. That one just sounds great. I would. I know. I remember you talking about it before in the past, and just thinking, oh, that sounds really lovely to run through. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that kind of makes me hesitant about it this year is we're we have a bunch of bike festivals here at the beach. We have like Harley Week. Oh yeah. Um, which is just ending, and this weekend we have Bike Fest, and that's like the Crotch Rockets. And last year there were like 
I don't know, nine people that got shot to death during that. Oh, my that. God. And nine? Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was it was really bad. Like, you had a lot of people. Basically, Memorial Day weekend, if you live in Myrtle Beach, you, like, lock yourself in your house and don't go outside. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> because they have to deal with Bike Fest every week. This year, they've brought in police officers from all over the state, actually outside the state even, body cameras they bought like a camera tower and they're instituting this year for the first time a 23 mile traffic loop to where you can only go one way um on roads kind of taking you down right along the ocean ocean boulevard so that's the only thing that kind of makes me a little sketchy to go outside this weekend but with it being monday a lot of people start to leave town on monday because they have monday off but have to be back to work tuesday so Mm. well we'll see we'll see i would really like to do that one as well um at this point, it doesn't really matter if I register now or if I register on the day of. Yeah. It's not going to be any price difference. So I might just see how, like, Friday and Saturday go and then make my decision. Right. Yeah, well, stay safe. Yes, stay safe. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Memorial Day weekend up here is such a nice date you know, nice time to spend with your family. So that's, right. that sounds really scary to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it was quite the adjustment. The first summer I was in Myrtle beach, I was like, what is happening? And then they tried to get rid of it all for a few years. And then it started to come back. And then last year it was really bad because you had several like gang related shootings and yeah. So good times. Good times. Okay. Beach. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that wraps up the recap of Run Sunset Beach. (laughs) (laughs) Ending on a hot note. Yes. Um, Here's to better races in the future. Yes. Cheers. Better organized races. Next segment we have is triathlon training. Good morning. This is Sue and Bree. Good morning. And we are just leaving the pool. Friday morning and uh, ready to talk about our triathlon training. Yeah. So Brie, how's your training going this, this past week or it's, this week? It's been a very good week. This is my second week of training for five days in, five days in the week, which I'm really happy about. I'm still tired, which is okay, yeah. but I'm um, still adapting to being more active. This week, um, Monday, we had, we had a race recap last week yep. and Monday I took the day off and rested. Tuesday, uh, Sue and I went swimming. Yes. And um, I was tired and grumpy that morning. She was. It was like the first time I'd ever seen Sue grumpy in my life. And I was just kind of, I didn't know what to say, so I just didn't say anything. I was mad because my cat woke me up. (laughs) And then when we were leaving the pool, the lifeguard decided to give me some advice on my swimming technique, and I was not in the mood for it. And then what did you do after we swam on Tuesday? Probably. How far do you think you ran? Um, I'm trying to remember Tuesday. I know. It's um, tough. I don't know. It might have been. It might have been four miles. It might have been one mile. Okay. I ran every day this past week, so they're all kind of blended together. Sure. What I, about you? What did you do? I got a couple miles on my treadmill that day. Nice. I had, I had my nuggets that morning, so, um, so you know they get to watch Octonauts, which is their favorite show, and um, and then they plead for me to go run on the treadmill. Mama, will you please go run? <laughs> They just want to watch TV. Um, Wednesday, I went for my first bike ride of the season. How did that go? You know, it was really good. I thought I would be sore. I was afraid I might have re-irritated my, my injury. 
Um, but it was okay. I was a little tired the rest of the day. Yeah. I definitely used muscles I wasn't used to using. Yeah. But I wasn't sore the next day, which was awesome. And what distance did you do? Uh, I ended up doing about 5.8 miles. Nice. Yeah, and a pretty, you know, residential, not too hilly. You know, I took it easy. It took me 40 minutes, so yeah. I wasn't I wasn't pushing it by any means. But it was really good. Good. Yeah, yeah I decided I'm going to wait until um, June, when, you know, I got another, like, week or two to start biking and I'm just going to start with like 10 or 15 minutes at a time because I'm so afraid it's going to aggravate my piriformis yeah which has been awesome this week I haven't had any problems with it you know I've been running every day and stretching and my piriformis like I haven't felt it at all so I'm like yay I'm better but I'm still scared yeah of so, course um, so I'm going to gradually work up to the biking again you know just before we need to start trading I think that sounds like a really good idea yeah so what else did you do this week um and then I took Thursday off it's in my long work day yeah um Today we swam. Yeah. And do you have a run plan for later on today? Um, probably when I get home. Yeah, me too. Maybe, um, I'm not sure. Some, somewhere between one and three miles, depending on how tired I am. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, I'm out to do another treadmill run mm-hmm. while my children watch gratuitous PBS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gratuitous PBS. Yeah. yeah. The only time that's ever been said. <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh, my kids. They, they know how to start the Netflix shows over all by themselves. You know, they're three and four, you know. Yeah. Can you watch Octonaut? Yeah, they love it. And I'm going to have a, so I'll do a run today too. And then tomorrow I'm going to try to get a bike and a long run on Sunday. Nice. Yeah. Um, let me, well, I was going to say, let me know if you want to run together on Sunday for a long run. But I have a race. So, oh, yay. Um, so I'm going to do the Spirit of Recovery 5K, which I've never run before. And Michelle actually ran it last year as her first 5K. And she's like, it's hilly. And I look, because I looked at the elevation online, and I'm like, that doesn't look bad at all. But now, like, I'm a little worried. So I'm hoping I have time to, like, go out and kind of drive the course. Mm. Um, but I don't think I'm going to because I'm working today and tomorrow. So so we'll see. I'll just, I'm going to try and go out a lot more conservatively than I did the last couple of races. Yeah. And um, see what happens. But, um, but yeah, I'm hoping to get another um, open water swim this weekend. Awesome. Uh, we ran into Diane at the pool this morning, and she mentioned that she might be up for one, so that will be cool. Uh, I really, really, really love being out in the pond more than at the pool. Yeah. So, um, so that would be good. And I have a wetsuit now, so I'm hoping to join you at the pond. Yeah. Sometime. I have to be honest with you, I'm a little nervous about swimming in the open water. And like not keeping an eye on you, and not someone have not having someone keep an eye on me. Like, well, what if we're swimming together, and yeah. I don't look up for like five minutes, and I look up and you're gone? No, I will. We will stay together. Okay. Um, but also, like, I mean, there, there's no way, there's no way you're gonna lose me. Okay. Um, and and the the wetsuit keeps you up in the water, so so like, even if you were to drown, you'd float. Right. <laughs> right. Nobody's going to drown. <laughs> it's funny. I should mention this. Um, my friend Lori stopped by the apartment the other day uh, with a gift for me, just completely out of the blue. And because um, I had invited her to my birthday last fall and she couldn't make it. And I guess she got me a birthday gift. So she she stopped by to give it to me. And I opened it up and it's a um, mug that says how to be a triathlete. Don't drown. Don't crash. And don't walk. Nice. <laughs> And I thought that was super cute. It is so. really cute. So yeah, not drowning is um is good. Yeah. 
That's my little anxiety about the open water. I'm glad I got that out. Yeah. <laughs> so any plans for next week? Any thoughts on what you're going to do next week? Um, I seem to be finally hitting a groove with my new work schedule and my, my workout schedule. So um, Tuesday, Fridays look like good days to swim. Whether they're, um, well, in the morning is good, but, yeah. you know, you know, whether in the in the pond or at the pool. Yeah. And then definitely need to take, well, Mondays and Thursdays are my long days at work, so... The, the, the likelihood of me doing anything drastic on those days is very small. Right. Um, I'll, I might do something, but I might. It's not going to be anything really energetic. And keeping up with the PT. Yeah, I hate PT. It's boring. And I'm trying to. And so I have like a goal manager on my Garmin, and I set myself an outrageous goal of 20 activities of PT for the month of May, and I'm at like five. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to make it. Because <laughs> there's no way I'm going to do it every day between now and the end of May. And you shouldn't. No, no, but I'm trying to hit it two or three times a week. Good. That's my goal is really three. I'll be happy with two. And then I'll, and I've been doing a lot more like spotty PT. So, you know, last night I did some, some clamshells and some, some core work, you know, as I'm hanging out with my little boy who, who na has epic naps and likes to stay up till 10 o'clock. So, um. You know, I'm like, don't jump on mama while she's doing her clamshells. Because <laughs> I'm on the floor and it, just little kids think it's an invitation to jump on you. Added weight resistance. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but if I make it a game, it'll always be a game. Right, it's yeah. It's a game of don't touch mama. <laughs> it's it's going to be not an option. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What's going on for you next week? Just more of the same. Um, I've been running every day. Um, I'd like to keep it up if I'm still feeling good. You know, I gotta be smart about um, not causing myself any injuries. Um, swimming two to three times a week, and I got another race the following weekend, um, which I'm going to run with Michelle, the Red nice. Hook 5K. Yeah. Awesome. So I figured, you know, I really did want to do that race as part of the Seacoast Race Series, but. Um, but I didn't want to race it because I've been racing every weekend. And when Michelle told me she was going to run it, I just thought, well, you know, we can run it together and I could pace you. And it can be sort of an easy run, assuming she's not going to be much faster than me, hopefully. I don't want her to pull a brie and push me hard. <laughs> I just didn't want to hold you back. I know. It was great. It was really great. <laughs> I had no problems with it. So so that's, uh, that's what I'm looking at next week. Awesome. All right, well, thank you for joining me for a triathlon training break. Anytime soon. So that brings us to Run a Girl Recommends. Megan, what is your recommend this week? My recommend this week is something that I hope everybody can get. I got them in my stride box, and they're um, stride lights. They are lights that I can string through my shoelaces. So I put them on my shoes, and when I move, they light up and they flash, but only when I'm moving. So it's good when I'm running, but it doesn't mean if my shoes are sitting in my apartment that they aren't light. Lighting up. Lit up. <laughs> Lit up. Yes, there, that's the English. It's I was a song for. from the late 90s. All lit up. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Buck Cherry. You gotta be 30 or something, I guess, to know it. <laughs> I know Buck Cherry songs, just not that one. It's um, like the the most popular one, All Lit Up Again. Anyway, it's about doing cocaine. Anyway, <laughs> going back to your shoe lights. <laughs> I like them because I tend to run in the dark a lot. 
and anything that helps me be more visible, I like. And the fact that they are, because you're moving, they're on kind of a low glow, but when I step, they kind of flash. Cool. So it's not always flashing, but um, it's also moving or lit up so everybody can see me when I run outside in the dark. This is cool. I like that. There's all different kinds of like light up accessories that you can wear while you're running and anything that makes you visible to drivers in the dark is really, really helpful and and good to have. So yes, that's really cool. And I put, I can't find the ones that actually came from Stridebox. They're not in the Stridebox store currently. So I put a link um, from some from REI that are the closest I could find that were similar. Okay. So that would be the Nathan Strobe Light? Yes. Okay. They look similar enough. Well, that is a very helpful thing to have on a run. Stride lights or strobe lights. All right, my recommend this week is a podcast. As runners, we like to have, a lot of us like to have something to listen to sometimes when we run, and sometimes you might get bored of your running music, so it's good to have a podcast or two to listen to. Runner Girls might be my favorite or yours, but sometimes there aren't enough new episodes and you have to find something else. So, um... I know, Megan, in the past, you recommended Serial uh, yes. from NPR, and that was the the first season of Serial was about this guy, Adnan Syed, who was convicted of murdering his ex-girlfriend, and um, so the, the podcast itself was after his trial and kind of looking back over all the evidence and was he really guilty and all that and um for somebody like me who's really into true crime shows it's pretty much the only tv i watch anymore i got really into serial and um after it ended it it was kind of like all right now what because there wasn't any resolution I guess. But now there is a podcast, a secondary podcast that's not serial. It's um, put out by the, it's it's basically Adnan Syed's, um, not his defense attorney because she's not around anymore. She's gone. But it's like the, the trust for Adnan Syed, like the people who are looking out for him now. And it's called Undisclosed. And it's um, undisclosed, the state versus Adnan Syed. And it's basically going over a lot of the same evidence, but then more stuff has come to light. So it's basically an extension of Serial, but in a new podcast. So if you liked Serial, you're going to like Undisclosed. It's, It's a lot of the same stuff, but then new stuff coming out on top of it. So I've been listening to that and enjoying it and looking for more because I'm still like, I'm still not sure about whether he did it or not and so I want to hear all of the evidence and if you're somebody who's into true crime or like Dateline or investigation discovery type shows anything like that you're really gonna like either serial or undisclosed so that is my recommend this week so does it compare to serial is it as good as serial it's I would say it is as equivalent or even better I can't give you a, a way that it's better, except that there's just more new stuff. <laughs> okay. So I would say, you know, if you like cereal, you're going to like it. It's it's pretty much the same thing, only it is it is completely biased. It's from people who are in support of him. So, 
keep that in mind, but the evidence that they show and, and they add, you know, new stuff has come to light. As the podcast came out, more stuff was coming into them as far as tips and whatnot. So some of that gets discussed on the show as well. So it's really, um, to me, it's really just an extension of cereal, even though it's not supposed to be. Okay. Okay. Because I've heard both sides of it, mm-hmm. I guess people going either way and so I've been iffy about it but I trust you so I would say give it a listen and then make up your mind I still don't know whether he did it or not like there's still and and the more I listen to it the more I want to go back and listen to all of it like from the beginning of Serial to the like where we are in Undisclosed and like take notes and like like, I want to investigate it because I can't make up my mind yeah have you been on the Serial subreddit that's There's really a... off topic. Oh my god, no. How did I not? <laughs> yes, it's and um I will tell you though that the subreddit is heavily biased towards Adnan did it. Okay. A lot of people feel strongly there, but well, they go crazy into detail. They have detailed descriptions of this and that and all these theories about proving why he did it and picking apart the little things. Like they're very over analytical like only reddit can be right so i'm definitely gonna check that out but yeah undisclosed the state versus adnan syed is the name of the podcast so katie what is your recommend this week my recommend this week comes in uh handy when running in the heat and humidity i don't like to be hot don't like to be cold i sound awful but (laughs) Um, <laughs> you are a horrible, horrible person to want to be comfortable. Uh, she just can't be pleased. Um, but running in the heat, you know, I want to wear less clothing. Now, I don't want to be one of those people running around half naked, but I want to run in shorts and singlets so that I'm not burning up in the direct sunlight. And if you are like me, then you don't have the thinnest legs. I have thick legs, and that's okay. I've accepted it at this point in my life. But they rub together, and Body Glide is a savior in the summer months when you want to wear shorts and not get all of that irritation and chafing that you're going to get without any kind of protection against that rubbing. I thought that I would just be destined to wear capris all seasons. But... With the new improved formula they've come out with, it has a lot more vitamin E, so it's a lot more moisturizing. It doesn't feel as much like deodorant that you just put on your skin that's supposed to prevent the chafing and the irritation. So it's much more smooth. It goes on a lot easier. And I really, really liked it. I used it, you know, before run sunset and had no problems whatsoever. So I I think their new formula is great. A lot of the times when companies tweak with something that works and is proven, it doesn't end up so well. But this is an example of a new formula that is a good improvement. So I do really like Body Glide for her new formula. Is this the one that comes in the bright blue tube that just says body on it? Because that's what I have. This one is in a pink, uh, almost like a little mini deodorant looking stick. Yeah, I have like a mini deodorant looking one too, but it's blue. So maybe, I don't know, the store that I had didn't have anything that was pink. So I wonder if it's the same formula, but just packaged for men or whatever. Yeah, I'm not real sure as far as (laughs) it goes. But I would just like to add that for anybody who's 
getting into, as I recommended last week, wetsuits. Um, one thing that comes in very handy in taking on and off wetsuits is rubbing your arms and legs with um, body glide, which is what I've been doing. So it's also useful for that, getting rubber suits on and off. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to know that helps there too. Yes. Many uses. Many uses. Yes. All right. Great recommends. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. Okay, Megan, who is our Runner Girl of the Week this week? Our Runner Girl of the Week this week is Samantha. And I'm pretty sure this is the Samantha we met up with at the Superhero House. Yes, New Jersey, yep. Okay, I was looking at her picture. I'm like, I recognize her. (laughs) (laughs) She ran six miles this past weekend, and she says... Got to do one of my bucket list runs today. Ran across the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. No idea what my pace was and don't care. Just being out there was awesome. Aww. And I love that because I have a ton of just places I want to run. Mm. And I don't really care how far I get to run on them or what the time is or anything. I just want to say I ran there. And the Golden Gate Bridge is one of my places. So That's awesome. I wonder what she was doing out there. I wonder if she was out for a race or just out visiting people. That's cool. Ooh. She she travels a lot, I think. She's from Maryland, right? Yes. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome run, Samantha. And just a reminder, we choose our Runner Girl of the Week from our Daily Mile feeds. So if you'd like to friend us on Daily Mile and possibly be a future Runner Girl or Guy... All of our Daily Mile links are on the sidebar of our website at runnergirlspodcast.com. And up next, we have feedback. All right. Our first bit of feedback tonight comes in the form of a comment left on our Facebook wall at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast from Shana. And I hope I'm saying that right, Shana, Sheena. We'll go with Shana. Uh, She says, running my first half marathon tomorrow, scared and pumped at the same time. Uh, Yeah, definitely can relate to that. We've all been there. Hopefully it went fantastic please let us know how you did you've got the first one under your belt and regardless of how it went hopefully you finished right so that's the important part but looking forward to uh learning about how you performed in your first half marathon let us know Shana. and at the very least it's got to be better than katie's last half marathon. <laughs> <laughs> yes the glass is half full here look for the silver lining Um, Our next piece of feedback is a comment on our Facebook wall from Larry. And he says, keep up the great work, ladies. I'm getting back into a routine of running, and it's wonderful to be listening to your podcast again. It's been a busy year already as I got married on Valentine's Day and went from having two kids to having eight kids. They are all wonderfully unique and special in their own ways and such a blessing to me. I look forward to running some races with them in the future. Yeah, and he posted a photo on our wall as well of him with his new bride and their family and it's it's quite a sight to see and they all look like they're um you know young adults so I'm like wow a family of 10 that's gonna be that's gonna be um that's gonna be something I mean I have a family of four and I couldn't imagine having even one more so um congrats to him 
on his wedding and his new wife and his new family and glad to hear that he's running and see that he's running again because he's been posting on daily mile too so glad to see you're out there getting back at it larry so since we haven't had many itunes reviews in a while and we'd love to have more to boost our show's visibility in itunes we are doing a virtual raffle for free entry into any spartan race so every itunes review that we receive or have received will count as one entry in the raffle so if you've already left us an itunes review you're already entered and if you haven't yet, you now have a little more incentive to do so. And this this is going to end on June 30th. So you only have uh, uh, less than six weeks left to get your iTunes review into us and to possibly qualify for a free Spartan race. I'm sure there's a few people listening who might like to try a Spartan race. It is a true adventure that anyone can do and everyone should try. With course lengths of over 3 miles, 8 miles, and 12 miles, each course is filled with mud, water, and signature obstacles designed to help you discover your inner Spartan. Athletes of all fitness levels will enjoy participating in a Spartan race and the feeling of accomplishment that comes to the finish line. And I actually, I'm kind of jealous that I can't win this contest. <laughs> but as a little thank you from our friends at Spartan Race, everyone listening can use the code SPARTANBLOGGER to get 10% off online registration of any Spartan race. So I might have to try that when I'm not, you know, contemplating training for a marathon or a triathlon. And just a reminder, we have a new Runner Girls hotline number. That number is 207 200-3297. Keep those calls coming in. We got a few more in today. I even called in today because I remembered more stuff that I didn't get to talk about earlier on the podcast and wanted to share. So um, so you'll be hearing that soon. And then also we do have some Runner Girls tech shirts available for sale. Just a limited number of, I think, smalls and mediums left. They are $20, which includes shipping in the United States. If you are out of the U.S., we can ship to you. You just might need to pay some extra depending on where you live. So email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to find out more about getting a tech shirt. And um, as somebody who bought a tech shirt, I have to say I like mine. Oh, nice. Even more than the other one. Oh, good. The material is really nice, and I'm a big fan of the dark pink color. Yeah. I do like the brighter color. And I like the V-neck, I think, is, too, one of the things that does it for me because it doesn't feel like it's choking me as much. (laughs) Not that the other one did, but (laughs) sometimes when shirts are really high up close to my neck, it gets that feeling. It's that, um, I don't know how to say this politely, it's because you have a full chest (laughs) that you you have, like, less material to work with and it pulls on you. I don't have that problem. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, that must be it, too, because, I mean, I wear V-necks is what I tend to wear because anything that is close up drives me crazy. I feel like I'm choking. No, I have plenty of room. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you are interested in a V-neck because you have Megan's problem, <laughs> check out the new Runner Girls tech shirts. And I will um, I'll actually post a picture on Facebook and in the show notes so you can see what they what the new shirts look like. Um, they are a brighter color than the original tech shirts and like Megan says they have a v-neck. All right so that brings us to the end of the show and I have a quote this week and I don't think we've used this one on the show before but um, somebody made me think of it 
this past week. I was running with my friend Michelle last week and she was talking about her first 5k. She's going to be running her second this weekend. And she said, you know, when I ran my first K, all I wanted to do was run it without stopping. And she said, I just didn't want to finish last. And that reminded me of this quote. And the quote is, dead last is greater than than did not finish, which trumps did not start. And I found that on Pinterest. I'm not sure who the original source was. And, you know, I think... I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to come in last place because at least you know that you got to the finish line. You know, you made it from start to finish. You covered the distance, and that's the point of the race is to get to the finish line. And, you know, I can say from experience that that is certainly better than um, didn't not starting at all, you know, having been injured in attempting my second marathon and not even getting to the starting line healthy, um, that was incredibly frustrating. So, um, just getting to the finish line, that's huge. Getting to the starting line is also huge because that means at least you got to that point, you put in the work or you at least tried, you got off the couch and you did something. So that's better than not trying at all. So, um, I love that quote and I think that everybody should Try and keep that in mind, you know, if you're feeling frustrated with a race performance, you know, it might help to keep things in perspective that, hey, at least I finished, or hey, at least I made it as many miles as I did, or hey, you know, at least I um, ran it all instead of where I was before I even started running. So, um, you know, it's it's a journey, it's not a destination, but it is a destination. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> So that's my quote this week. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. I mean, there's so many times that I've told myself kind of something along those same lines. You know, a slow mile is faster than any mile on the couch and that kind of deal. So I love those kind of mantras because I am not the fastest. We know this. But I'm out there getting it done. And there are so many other people out there doing the same thing. So be thankful for what we can do right be thankful we did get out there and finish last instead of just sitting back and not having the courage to start absolutely you say things so beautifully katie oh i have moments there's other (laughs) times i sound like i'm drunk so it works out (laughs) but thank you sue (laughs) you're welcome you want to close this out that is it for episode 64 of season three Join us next time when we will be testing and reviewing energy gels. If you have any comments, email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com, comment at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast, or tweet to us at runnergirlsshow on Twitter. Listen to us at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.